All right, good morning to today's stock market update. Well, yesterday the Nasdaq plummets for 2.5%. Tesla drops more than 6%, but also big news for Ford yesterday. Really bad day for Richard Branson and his companies, Virgin Galactic and Virgin Orbit. We'll talk about this. And then today, officially, earnings season is kicking off with JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, BlackRock, and Citigroup reporting. And yes, it is moving the market. So we have a lot to talk about. And uh, Let's get started. Today is Friday, January 14th. And if this is your first time here, hi, I'm Marcus Heidkotter. This year is my head coach, Mark Hart. Together, we have more than 47 years of trading experience. And, and every morning we sift through a mountain of news websites and newsletters and reports. And then we take the most important news and go live right here to share with you what you need to know as you head into your trading day. If you're new to this channel and this is your first time here, I know it can be overwhelming. Don't worry, we have a special video just for you that I will link to in the description. And that's a great place to get started. <laughs> okay, Mark, let's see what happened yesterday. Let's actually start with the NASDAQ because the NASDAQ got hit hard yesterday. NASDAQ leading the major indices lower. And we saw a little bit of a positive start for the day. And then it was essentially a free fall throughout the day with the indices finishing near session lows. Yeah, looking at a five-minute chart, you see that just a slightly positive start sideways for just a little bit and then down, down, down. And I mean, this is where there's you could talk about inflation you could talk about the fed but i, I think that the the fed yesterday in particular was uh, putting some pressure on the markets they were coming out and uh, fed speak was in full force everybody talking about interest rate hikes uh three plus is what some members were saying so I think that put pressure on the markets. Yeah, and, and I mean, it has been a wild week, right? I mean, if we, if we look at this, so here, Monday, uh, we, we had this this huge reversal, but it first opened lower uh, and then when, uh, yeah, closed higher Tuesday, Wednesday, yesterday, Thursday. So this is here on the NASDAQ. Uh, on the S&P 500, very similar picture. I, I mean, this week, we, we talked about it on Monday. We already expected a volatile week ahead. Right. I mean, with with Powell speaking, uh, with the core inflation data, the CPI, the PPI, I mean, and now earnings season is kicking off. Yeah, no surprise that we have some volatility here. However, if you look at the VIX, still hanging in there, right? Yeah, VIX showing uh, that there is some volatility here. I mean, that goes without saying, but. Uh, hanging in there, not not at that peak, not getting up at that peak, but the VIX is higher. Uh, that represents uh, volatility uh, in S&P 500 uh, stocks uh, and in their options in particular. So, you know, it, it's interesting because we're looking at the third straight loss in a row for the NASDAQ, the second straight loss in a row for the S&P and the Dow. Um, I did see a Captain Obvious headline from a news outlet that said, the, the NASDAQ is setting up for its third straight loss, which it hasn't seen since 2021. <laughs> First time this year. Yeah, but it's also interesting because if you look at the 10-year yield, I mean, the 10-year yield is actually going lower. So that is super interesting because, yes, uh, interest rates, when they are on the rise, and this is what everybody was expecting here, this is when the market is down, but now that it is confirmed, so this was just speculation. And now that we know, okay, uh, three rate hikes for sure next year, possibly four. 
I mean, the 10-year yield is retracing here a little bit. So quite interesting to see that there's uh, that there's this disconnect in the market. Uh, I agree, especially yesterday, because we when it was pulling back a little bit, we, we did see that the tech stocks were doing okay. But then yesterday, tech was hit and you saw that pullback in the yield too. Yeah. Talking about tech was hit. I mean, Tesla down yesterday, 6.7%. This morning, down another 2.6%. Kind of crazy, right? And uh, I mean, there were news that uh, uh, that Tesla uh, will push back the type uh, Cybertruck into the the production and delivery into 2023. I mean, originally it was planned for end of 2021. Then they said 2022. Now they say we'll go for give an update in two weeks, but uh, it's probably going to be 2023. And that's where this drop in, in Tesla, is it tied to the overall market and tech and, and interest rates and everything there? Or is it tied to this? Which, you know, I, I know that a lot of people are waiting for this to come out. And the longer they delay it, the more competition they have with other uh, automakers in their EV trucks. I mean, this one stands out as something unique, but still, they, they need to get it out. Yeah, especially as Tesla was falling, Ford yesterday bucking the trend and actually up 2.25%. And a big day for Ford because yesterday they hit $100 billion in market capitalization for the first time ever. <laughs> wow, that's big. And it looks like GM isn't too far behind. Interesting to see these uh, good old classics making uh, uh, some a run. <laughs> yeah, but going back to Tesla. So, so uh, Tesla gave you the roadmap update and uh, it's not good. But then, I mean, we all know Elon, smart dude, right? And I mean, also master of, uh, okay, look here. We have another rabbit here because this is where he said, you know what? Uh, you know, <laughs> let's uh, move some markets here again because they said we start accepting Dogecoin for some merchandise. <laughs> and this is what happened. And uh, it sent Dogecoin 20% uh, higher. I mean, it's pulling back right now. Uh, <laughs> but if you, if you look at, at overnight, uh, we, we can really see where there's the tweet hitting from Elon Musk. Boom, wow. it shoots up here and uh, then fizzling out a little bit. But yeah, <laughs> this where Elon is just great in uh, using social media, especially Twitter here. Like, uh, okay, we have some bad company news, but wait, <laughs> something going on here. Master of directing attention at shiny objects. Uh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Okay, uh, let's talk about a few other stocks that moved yesterday and then move on to today. So Delta yesterday had a good day. They reported earnings up 2.2%. I mean, and airlines in general, they, they were doing good, right? They were. Uh, I mean, there you see the 2% jump in uh, Delta, UAL, United, 3.5%. Uh, so they're, they're pulling back a little bit pre-market today, but uh, yesterday, a good day for airlines. Yeah. Bucking the trend. Not a good day for Snap, Snapchat. I mean, if you look at a weekly chart here, uh, Snapchat... Uh, during the pandemic, rising from $8 to $80, tenfold, tenfold rising here. Uh, but now coming back and uh, getting hit pretty hard. Uh, yesterday, uh, a slump of 10%. Yeah, they're down 50% from where they were trading uh, just, what, three months ago. Mm -hmm. So down, 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 a 10% drop there. They were downgraded by Cohen. Um, the firm said that Snap should continue to face challenges from Apple's privacy rules. So 
uh, that's something that's not going away for them. Yeah. All right. Got to talk about Richard Branson's companies. Space, Virgin Galactic, uh, yesterday, ugh, down almost 20%. I mean, 18.9% uh, this morning, uh, down a little bit further. I, I mean, they've been going down, down, down. Also, uh, jumped up to $60, now trading at $10. Do you see what happened there yesterday? Yeah, they announced that they had plans to raise up to $500 million in debt uh, through the sale of 2027 convertible senior notes through a private offering um, and then an additional $75 million uh, expected to be granted to buyers. So basically, more shares, raise money, dilute the value of the current shares, and investors didn't like that. Yeah. And also the other company, uh, Virgin Orbit Holdings, I mean, yesterday, uh, down 5% uh, today in pre-market trading, down another 4.8%. And I mean, they were supposed to, to launch some satellites into space uh, yesterday. Didn't happen. And this is never good when they have to scrap a launch or say, oh, okay, we have to postpone it because you never know. Is it due to weather? Is it due to technical failures? And uh, this is where this, this thing has been volatile. I mean, crazy. It has, you know, a, another um, one that was volatile yesterday and bucking the trend, KB Homes, KBH, the ticker. Oh, yeah, we talked about it. I mean, they reported earnings. They uh, opened way higher and then up, up and away. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, with uh, the markets being down, able to rally throughout the day, uh, trade near 20, 21 highs of 15, 16%. Nice run for them. Yeah. All right, so let's take a look at some pre-market action here. This morning, LVS, I mean, up 11.5%. And uh, I mean, this is very happy about this because we do own LVS stocks and uh, a jump here in 11.5%. That sounds good. Did you see what happened there? I did. And uh, like you said, we both have a position here for full disclosure. Uh, but LVS, also Win, uh, Melco Entertainment, and MGM, they're all up. Uh, pre-market because Macau's government said that it will be limiting the number of casino licenses there to six. And these are companies that already are there um, operating in Macau with their license uh, set to expire this year. But uh, I, I think just the, the fact that now they're limiting the license, they already have them. That's a, a big boost for those companies. And nice to see LVS getting outside of that range that we had uh going back to november yeah and uh I, I mean this the six licenses they didn't say who these six licenses will be and we know that uh, the licenses expire in june this year need to be renewed but i mean this is where it's kind of safe to say that uh, they are uh, renewing the licenses of those who are already there and i said it's a uh, uh, LVS, it's uh, Win also up this morning 9.2%. Uh, then uh, Melco Entertainment, MLCO, so they're up this morning 12%. And then also MGM Resorts. I mean, MGM up this morning only 3% because MGM also still has a very big operation in Las Vegas, while Las Vegas Sands basically said, we're out of Vegas. We're focusing on Macau. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nice move. Nice move. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about what's happening here today in the markets. And uh, let's take a look at some pre-market action here. JP Morgan, huge move for JP Morgan down in pre-market trading. 4.3% officially kicking off earnings season today. Huge drop for JP Morgan. And this is, it, 
we're, we're getting some mixed messages here, but I think it becomes a little more clear when you know what's going on. They beat estimates by 32 cents with quarterly earnings of $3 and 33 cents a share. That was better than expected. Revenue was also better than expected. Uh, they were helped out by a strong performance in its investment banking unit. Um, they did say that their trading operations slowed, but the company earnings were helped out by a, a, a pretty large credit reserve release. So they set aside reserves uh, in case there are defaults, problems with loans. And um, if it wasn't for that release, then their earnings per share would have been $2.86 a share, which would have missed expectations. So rather than that earnings uh, beat being because of their operations and investment banking and trading, it had a lot to do with releasing those reserves. All right. Well, then we also had BlackRock and also BlackRock is uh, released earnings better than expected and yet trading down 2.3% this morning. Uh, interesting. They they beat earnings. Uh, they were expecting or they uh, reported 1042 a share. The estimate was 1016. Um, but revenue was slightly below forecast. So uh, that was a, a little bit of an issue there for traders. Assets under management did rise above the $10 trillion mark for the first time. Yeah. All right. Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo also down on better than expected earnings. <laughs> yeah. Early on, it looked like they were going to be the leader out of the, the banks today. But um, now they're, they're down. They beat estimates um, top and bottom for the fourth quarter. Uh, earnings per share uh, and adjusted $1.25, 12 cents better than expected. Their overall profit was also boosted by the release of uh, the loan loss provisions, right? Uh, that same thing as uh, JP Morgan. Uh, but they also reported improving loan demand. They experienced a 5% growth in loans, loans from its consumer and commercial portfolio. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Last one, kid, last kid on the block here, um, Citigroup. Citigroup down 4% also. I mean, all of them reporting earnings and yet being down. Yeah, for them, they actually saw a, a pretty steep profit drop for the fourth quarter. So there's some more reasons there for that drop. Um, their net income dropped 26%. Uh, and they also cited an increase in expenses for that, that big decline. So yeah. uh, different story there. All right. Uh, let's take a look at pre-market trading here. Let's take a look at the E-mini S&P. We're looking at a five-minute chart and we see like, oh, okay. Uh, overnight, uh, we were pretty stable. But then after uh, these banks reported earnings, big slide here. Because, I mean, when you have earnings season kicking off, you... I mean, you said it yesterday, expected is uh, what, the 22% increase? Yep. You had it yesterday. Uh, so a 22% uh, increase, that is expected. And now if you have the first four reporting earnings here and it doesn't look good, it's like, oh dear, <laughs> what's going on here, right? So this is where uh, it looks like uh, we have a negative start into the day with E-mini S&P being down 0.7%. Uh, Nasdaq pretty much in line, 0.65%. Here, the Dow also 0.7%. So all three indices moving together here this yeah. morning. All three indices moving lower because, I mean, yeah, BlackRock, JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, these are value stocks. These are not growth stocks. And, and they seem to struggle here a little bit. Yeah, so looking at a lower start, we'll see if it persists into the, the open there. But um, might find some wheel opportunities. We'll see. 
Yeah, exactly. Now, as you know, on Fridays and Mondays, we're staying on longer here to answer your questions. Usually for 15 minutes, we do the stock market update. But Fridays and Mondays, uh, because these are uh, the two days on Fridays, we're not trading with our mastermind group. And Mondays, we're doing it later in the day. So this is where we have some time to take a look at your questions and see what is going on while we are watching here the open. So good to see everybody here. And uh, good morning, <laughs> Oscar says, both the markets and the booster shot put a hurt on me. Looking forward to, to uh, Tuesday's market. Oh, yeah, we should mention this, uh, Mark, uh, super important. Monday is Martin Luther King Day and uh, therefore markets are closed. So super important. Don't forget about this, uh, especially because you might not know about it because you might have to go to work. So uh, but markets are closed on Monday, definitely. Three-day trading weekend. A three-day trading weekend. Yes, we shall see. Okay, uh, Stefan is asking, is there a best time to sell puts during the market hours? I hear it is better to wait until the end, right before closing. Um, Stephen, honestly, this is where, um, Mark, Mark, have you found a, a better or a worse time to sell it? I mean, for me personally, I like to do it in the open because I don't watch the markets all day long. You do. And, and yeah, and I would agree that uh, usually that first half hour, in my opinion, is the best time. Uh, you might get some movement. And, and so the puts could be, uh, you know, moving and, and premium could be increasing because of some directionality if the markets are falling into the close. So the last hour, yes, if you're not available in the morning, uh, but the morning, like right now, there's a lot of indecision, uncertainty in the market, right? Uh, so that's a great time to be selling puts, in my opinion, because during the day, things could calm down. Yeah, but I mean, usually you will find opportunities all throughout the day. I mean, Mark, you're keeping an eye on the markets sure. pretty much all day long. For me personally, I do it in the morning for maybe 30, 45 minutes, and then I'm done. I'm shutting down the uh, my charting software and also my trading platform because I like to do other things throughout the day. But there's opportunities pretty much all day long. All right. Absolutely. So let's more. You have to look at LVS. Yep, way up because of these news that uh, came pretty unexpected here. Okay. So Frank bought a Morgan Stanley call option 30 uh, day strike. Uh, let, let's take a look at this here really quick um, and see. What do we think about this? So let's go to Morgan Stanley MS. Uh, and uh, what a, a Stanley call option 30 day strike. Well, I'm not quite sure if I know exactly what you're looking for. And you see, this is where it goes back to. Um, oops, I see that uh, I still have Stevens on there. I wanted to bring Frank on there. Um, because I don't have much more information here, we have seen this morning, right? I mean, by the rumor, sell the facts. I mean, everybody was expecting uh, JP Morgan and the banks to do well here. Morgan Stanley is reporting next week. And uh, thus far, I mean, if they're following the trend of JP Morgan, Citigroup and Wells Fargo, uh, we might see that they are moving lower. I mean, we'll see. This is where I personally, Mark, you and I, we, we don't like to trade into earnings, right? We, we don't like to have these earnings plays. I, yeah, for me, I've found that earnings uh, are difficult to trade because it, it's difficult to know exactly what's going to be reported. But there are times even when the report is positive that the reaction is opposite. Like today, right? There were a couple of banks that reported better than expected earnings, 
But then once you, you know, deciphered the, the details, now they're all down. So I would prefer to be trading in normal market conditions that I believe are a little more preferable and easier to trade. Um, also, options are going to be more expensive heading into earnings. So you're paying more for that option because traders expect more movement to take place. All right. Good. Uh, I want to talk about the uh, the next question here, which was about the uh, put call ratio. Cynthia says, what is the significance of the put call ratio? Mark, what do you think is the significance of the put call ratio? You know, um, in theory, I think the put call ratio, it's, you know, the the outstanding puts versus outstanding calls. And, you know, as it heats up, it could mean that traders are more bullish, traders are more bearish. I like the theoretical there, but applying it to my trading, I haven't seen a whole lot of benefit. I'm looking more at, you know, direct uh, stocks and stocks on the move, whether I'm trading the wheel or the power X strategy. And for me, the put rate call ratio doesn't really have any significance. Yeah, same for me. I mean, I know that some traders love to use it. Uh, for me, it never helped me in my trading. But this is why we keep saying, I mean, just do what works for you. Uh, for me, it made my trading more complicated. I started uh, to incorporate too many things. And when I do that, I suffer from analysis paralysis. So this is where, yeah. Cynthia, um, just do what makes the most sense for you. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, so Obi-Wan Kenobi got the PowerX stoked, can't find it though. Okay, just go to pxo.rockwelltrading.com and this is where you enter username and password. If you have any questions, I'm putting this right over Max face right now. Call or text uh, the office. I mean, you can just text us, you can call us 512-337-1885 or send an email to support at rockwelltrading.com. Welcome, and today will be a good day. I mean, I think it will be a good day for the wheel here. So you got it just in time. Perfect. All right, uh, what else do we have? PayPal, I want to take a look at PayPal, Mark. Let's uh, let's just see what's happening here. So let's move over, let's take a look at uh, PYPL. What are your thoughts here on PayPal? You know, I personally think that this sell-off is overdone. Uh, now, I haven't got, done a deep, dive on this stock but we know that there was that rumor that they were going to be uh, acquiring pinterest and it made no sense and the stock dropped on that rumor and pinterest went up and then after it was debunked uh, pinterest and paypal went on a slide paypal did report earnings that were tough and had that big gap down but it looks to me as though they found some support um, i don't see paypal going anywhere uh, but it, yeah. it looks like we might have some support around 180, uh, right around where it's trading. As so. you can see, most recently some support there, but also then from uh, from last year, right? I mean, exactly. so we had some support around these levels. So it seems that PayPal has stabilized here right now, not breaking out of this range. So trading in a range between, uh, what is it, 180 and 200 maybe. Uh, but if this came up on the scanner, uh, on the wheel scanner to sell puts, uh, definitely something to consider, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. So uh, we also had uh, Ricardo asking about PayPal. There you go. <laughs> so <laughs> fantastic. And yeah, Peter said, um, uh, Markhouse gaming market generates around 37 billion, five times more than the collective take on the Las Vegas stream. And this is why I think Las Vegas Sands made the decision and said, right, let's just go there. It's, it's just crazy. I didn't know that. And I mean, I read it recently, Peter, you're, you're absolutely right. It's just so much gaming and gambling going on there. Now, one of the things that is still hurting and has been hurting uh, Las Vegas Sands here, LVS, 
is, of course, the travel restrictions, right? I mean, you have to travel to Macau. It's not that uh, everybody who, it's almost like in Vegas, right? I mean, who, is, who do you find on the Strip? Probably not many people who live in Vegas, some of them, but it's mainly uh, tourists here. And the same is, is on Macau here. Anyhow, uh, yeah, Carl said it. Sell the news hasn't changed in 2022. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Robbie says, uh, good news for, for casinos. Let's see. Uh, Macau is still not fully operational. Yeah, but you see, there, there was this, uh, this rumor. Okay, what is Macau doing? I mean, are they cracking down? Are they renewing the licenses? So there was some uncertainty. And now that Macau said, okay, yes, we issue six licenses. And it is likely that this is being issued to the ones that are already there. That is right now good news. But yes, uh, in order for LVS, I, I think, who was the analyst uh, this week? Some analysts uh, raised the price target and said, uh, okay, you know what, uh, LVS is underrated, uh, should trade definitely way higher, can remember, but the price target was set to $48. So we'll see. I mean, this morning, it seems that we are opening around $42.50, $42.40. We'll see in pre-market trading here. Hey, Marcus, do you see the question from Dan? Thoughts on ACMR? Oh, no, okay. Let's go there. Uh, let's take a look at ACMR. Yeah, so uh, this is a, a question about the wheel strategy, uh, Marcus and my favorite. And I, I would say that from a, a chart perspective, how this trades and the strike that you're looking at this is a, a great candidate. This Sorry. is a great candidate. I was bringing um, up the financials. Wrong uh, because he's asking about ACMR. And I brought. Oh, up, did you have the wrong one? Yeah, I brought AMCR up. There we go. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have okay. the right Sorry one. Sorry this. One I just want to make sure that we're all looking at the same. Sure. <laughs> so I, I think this is a decent candidate in uh, fi financials, too, Marcus. They're uh, making money, which is a plus. Okay, so we go there really quick. We double check it, ACMR. And uh, we see, okay, annually, okay, nice growth here. Um, nice profits quarterly. Okay, super stable. Yep. So it seems like a decent candidate. How to play it is going to be different depending on the trader. And for me, I like to go a little more short term. Uh, because I believe I could collect more premium over time that way. But also, if there is some movement, I can adjust if necessary. So you were looking at the 70 strike for February 18th. That's pretty far out there. Normally, by doing that, you're kind of stuck in the trade for a couple of weeks, right? Where I would rather, uh, on pullbacks, maybe closer to 70, sell a week or two out, collect that premium a little more short term, close it and move on, do that a couple of times, or if it starts to fall, you know, maybe it's trading at 70 and now you could sell the 65 instead yeah. of just sitting on that 70 the whole time. I mean, then just check if you can get some decent premium uh, that is maybe around two weeks out. So today is the 14th, maybe until January 28th instead of going out uh, for uh, 218. And I don't know, is this a stock that maybe only has uh, monthly options expirations? Could be. That's why tried. we like to, yeah. to trade stocks with weekly expirations here. But, it looks uh, like a yeah. good candidate. Great question. All right, cool. Hey, Marcus, Let's see. Another thing I, I think would be worth uh, pulling up TQQQ and uh, Stephen. He had the question. Um, if you see that and you're able to highlight it, uh, what happened to the ETF TQQQ? Wasn't it trading around 145 just the other day? And yes, it was. 
So they did a split, uh, a one to two split, and that's why it's now trading at this lower price. So it didn't lose 75 bucks a, a share. Um, and that's something that you could see with these uh, ETFs, especially when they're uh, leveraged, whether it's double or, or triple. Yeah, be, be careful with those because, uh, for example, if you take a look at uh, some of the ETFs, uh, UCO, for example, which is uh, mirroring crude oil, and I'm switching to a weekly chart here. Uh, you think that right now it is trading at, uh, what, 98, so it cannot go uh, to, to zero. Well, it can go below zero because they can issue reverse splits. And the same is, for example, for USO. And uh, we see this often with some other ETFs. So just be careful when you're trading ETFs uh, that are mirroring um, an asset class. So TQQQ is a leveraged one. And uh, you see what happened here. So I doubt that it went from, uh, what, 50 cents to $80. They did splits along the way. And this is what just happened recently. I think it was yesterday or the day before that they had this. Yes, yeah, so I think it was two days ago. Um, Marcus, VXX is a perfect example, too. And why I stay away from these volatility uh, trades, because if you look at the chart, they've just been down, down, down. Yeah, look and at that's this. because they're doing these reverse splits. Uh, last uh, reverse split was in April of 2021, but basically you got one share for four that you might be holding, right? Yeah, and, and be, so be careful there because if you say, "Oh my well, gosh, I I just uh, sell a, a, a ten put here because it can go below ten. Oh yeah, it can, it can. Yep, <laughs> yep. All right, good, good, good. So yes, uh, Robbie, absolutely. Monday, the markets are closed. I mean, as a trader, enjoy a long day, uh, three-day weekend here. Good. Uh, what else? Every time you say good, 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 Tesla re uh, shares recover a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> they might or they might not. We shall see. We shall see. Okay, uh, let's uh, do one more. Uh, let's take a look at NVAX here uh, really quick. And uh, I mean, for, for Mark and I, we are staying away from this biotech stocks because these biotech stocks, they can have just some crazy moves. Oh, I hear the, the ding, ding, ding. So we, we need to start trading here in a moment. And this is what we see with, with NVAX, right? I mean, crazy moves all over the place. So if you're trading options on them, if you're buying options, it will be fairly expensive because of the volatility. If you're selling options, you might collect some good premium, but you can also get hurt. I mean, this morning they're down 8%. Where will they find a bottom? I mean, this is sometimes hard to say. This week we talked a few times, Mark, about uh, BIIB, Biogen, right? Uh, with the yeah. Alzheimer drug. And look at this, all over the place. I mean, at some point trading at 250, going up to 360, going down to 200, going up there. And uh, so this is often what we see with, uh, yeah, with biotech stocks and uh, pharmaceutical stocks, right, Mark? Yeah, it, and it's just that uncertainty, volatility, you have, you know, news coming out and FDA approval or denial or not, you know, halfway approval, kind of like the uh, Biogen situation. Well, it got approved, but then Medicare uh, only approved it in certain situations. Uh, but when you get these phase three clinical trials, they could really cut a stock in half. I, I don't like to trade a stock that could get cut in half overnight, even if there is some upside. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Mark, you and I need, we need to trade. We need I to know. take care of uh, LBS <laughs> because uh, th this looks good. And we uh, will see if there's any anything popping up on the wheel scanner. I mean, we can just uh, very quickly look here together because the wheel scanner starts at, uh, at 831. So we can see if there's anything popping up here already. 
Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Look at this. We have quite a few things going on there. So we got to jump over and, uh, and take a look at these right now. Uh, hope you enjoyed this morning's, uh, update where we are live with you here. If you would like to learn more, there's a few videos subscribe, and then, uh, we will see you on Tuesday because Monday is a holiday. See you on Tuesday. Happy trading, buddy.